that they don't kill me can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait. Office box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. Thank you so much for the folks who have filled in for me until now for the last couple of weeks. But I'm back in the Pandora saddle, so we're going to do a special show today because it is a scary, scary time right now in Ann Arbor, pretty much everywhere. This is going to be a special show about... Halloween and Day of the Dead traditions, food and otherwise, and we're going to talk about some scary food and some scary music, too. But first of all, let's get started with something kind of nice, just to sort of cleanse your palate. Kind of nice. It's a recipe. You know, you might want to just relax now, get a paper and pencil out, and write down the, the ingredients on this recipe, okay? Here's a very nice recipe just for you. Ready? Go.
He seems fine. I think I'll try that recipe. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, that was Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Alligator Wine from the album Voodoo Jive Best Of on Rhino. And what's one of my favorite misheard lyrics in there when he sings, It'll make you cough and sneeze. I thought he was saying, It'll make your coffin sneeze. I didn't know coffins sneezed, but Screamin' Jay Hawkins. He used to jump out of coffins during his during his, his shows, and he had a little touch of the surreal. I don't know if you noticed that, so you never know. Maybe your coffin will sneeze. So this is the Pandora's Lunchbox show about Halloween and Day of the Dead and traditions thereof, food and otherwise. This is from the website pumpkinnook.com, which I consult quite often. I know you do, too. The Irish brought the tradition of carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns to America, but the original jack-o'-lantern was not a pumpkin. Pumpkins did not exist in Ireland. Ancient Celtic cultures in Ireland carved turnips on All Hallows' Eve and placed an ember in them to ward off evil spirits. The tale of Stingy Jack. Well, how about What's that about? Jack-o'-lantern, the jack-o'-lantern legend goes back hundreds of years in Irish history. Many of those stories center around Stingy Jack. Here's the most popular story. Are you ready? Won't be any screaming at the beginning like that last record. Stingy Jack was a miserable old drunk who took pleasure in playing tricks on just about everyone. Family, friends, his mother, and even the devil himself. One day he tricked the devil into climbing up an apple tree. After the devil climbed up the tree, Stingy Jack hurriedly placed crosses around the trunk of the tree. Unable to touch a cross... The devil was stuck in the tree. Stingy Jack made the devil promise him not to take his soul when he died. Once the devil promised not to take his soul, Stingy Jack removed the crosses, and the devil climbed down the apple tree. Was that a good idea? Many years later, Jack died. He went to the pearly gates of heaven and was told by St. Peter he was mean and cruel, and he led a miserable, worthless life on earth, so he was not allowed to enter heaven. He then went down to hell and the devil. The devil kept his promise and would not allow him to enter hell. Dope! Now Jack was scared. He had nowhere to go but to wander around forever in the dark netherworld between heaven and hell. He asked the devil how he could leave, as there was no light. The devil tossed him an ember from the flames of hell to help stingy Jack light his way. Jack had a turnip with him. It was one of his favorite foods, and he always carried one with him. Jack hollowed out the turnip and placed the ember the devil had given him inside the turnip. From that day on, Stingy Jack roamed the earth without a resting place, lighting his way as he went with his Jack-o'-lantern. On All Hallows' Eve, the Irish hollowed out turnips, rutabagas, gourds, potatoes, and beets. They placed a light in them to ward off evil spirits and keep Stingy Jack away. 
They, these were the original jack-o'-lanterns. In the 1800s, a couple of waves of Irish immigrants came to America. The Irish immigrants quickly discovered that pumpkins were bigger, easier to carve out, and so they used pumpkins for jack-o'-lanterns. There you go. That's the story. Very exciting. Look out for Stingy Jack in the next couple of days, wandering around Ann Arbor. And uh, listen for this tale. You know, so many stories about haunted homes and haunted buildings and things, and usually people get scared. This guy, I don't think he's all that scared. That's not the guy. That was scary, though. How about this guy? I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bell started ringing and changed right loud. I knew I'd moved in a haunted house. Still I made up in my mind to stay Nothing was gonna drive me away When I seen something to give me the creep Had one big eye and a two big feet I stood right still and I did the free He did the stroll right up to me annoyed with his feet to sound like a drum Say you'll be here when the morning comes Say yes I'll be here when the morning comes I'll be right here and I ain't gonna run I bought this house now you know I'm boss Ain't no hang gonna run me off in my kitchen, my stove was a blazing hot. The coffee was a boiling in the pot. The grease had melted in my hand. I had a hunk of meat in my hand. From outer space, that sat a man. On a hot stove with the pots and pans. Say that's hot, I began to shout He drank a hot coffee right from the spout He ate the raw meat right from my hand Drank a hot grease from the frying pan He said to me, now you better run Don't be here when the morning comes Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's pretty determined. I'd like to see that song just fades out. It seems like there should be more. Parts two, three, four, and five. Many, maybe a miniseries. That was Gene Simmons. No, not Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. The other Gene Simmons. Not Gene Simmons. That would be scary, but this is Gene Simmons. Actually, a rockabilly singer originally on Sun Records ended up on High Records, which I believe later turned out to be the label of Al Green, which is not scary one bit. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture, and what would be really scary is if you missed Face the Music with R. Wolf at 7. Don't. Pro- believe me. So here, here's another custom involving food and Halloween and the Irish folks. Barnbrack, also called Barnbrack, 
is a yeasted bread with added sultana grapes and raisins. It's a it's a center of an Irish Halloween custom. The Halloween brack traditionally contained various objects baked into the bread and was used as a sort of fortune-telling game. In the barm brack were a pea, a stick, a piece of cloth, a small coin, originally a silver sixpence, and a ring. Each item, when received in the slice, was supposed to carry a meaning to the person concerned. The pea, the person would not marry that year. The stick, the person would have an unhappy marriage or continually be in disputes. Ooh. The cloth or rag would have bad luck or be poor. The coin, the person would enjoy good fortune or be rich. And the ring, this person would be wed within the year. Other articles added to the brack included a medallion, usually of the Virgin Mary, to symbolize going into the priesthood or to the nuns, although this tradition is not widely continued in the present day. Commercially produced barm bracks for the Halloween market still include a toy ring. Mm-mm. So that's the tradition of barm bracks with special sultana grapes, those little, pretty little greenish-yellow ones, and raisins in it. Sounds mighty delish. Halloween traditions and Day of the Dead traditions. We're going to talk about Day of the Dead in just a moment, but another uh, song right here. This is an original classic, a piece of classical music adapted to be even more classic. The original Purple People Eater was adapted thusly by Mr. Uh, Mickey Katz, like so. Well, I saw this bullbun coming out of the Lebune. Cockeyed in the ears like a misabishune. He asked me for a promo, it was a Rachmonis to see. He looked like a purple kishki eater to me. It was a non kish top tear. Fine purple kishki eater. Fressen, grepsen. Blind purple kishki eater. Racken, racken. Blind purple kishki eater. I never saw a cholere like this. Well, he fell out of his parachute into the street. He gave a gish, hey, I want some kosher meat. I said, don't fress me, man. Don't make for me cheshik. He couldn't figure out if I was milchik or fleshik. Bless my soul, lox and roll. Blind purple Such a punim like my sunim. Blind purple Eyes like latkes, kirtze katkes. Blind purple kiske. for a freelach was he. his nose and then he started chasing he gave me such a shrek i almost lost by me to hasten i took out my pistol he got weak in the knees i knew he was a litva cause he cried don't cease i never saw Holiere like this So we made him a shirach with a very fancy chick. Me is with the L, she was a real long glick. So the chasana was held in good old San Francisco. Everybody came and brought the epic couple kishki. They couldn't count the presents because there were so many. For the purple kishki eater and his color kaka jenny. Tequila. 
Takile, I heard you singing along. Yes, I did. I know you know every word of that version. That is the Poipul Kishka Eater by Mr. Mickey Katz. Katz, K-A-T-Z, a protege or a collaborator with uh, Spike Jones, in fact. This from the um, the most Michigan here in Michigan here. We're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Not coincidentally, also WCBN.org. We have informations at WCBN.org that you can look at and things. Going to turn a little more profound. Hard to imagine more profound than that. But, you know, it's the Day of the Dead celebrations coming up. And Mexico is one of the main places, but in in many different parts of the world, and Mexican-American folks as well. Here's some information from a book and a CD called Dancing from the Dead, Dancing with the Dead. A little bit of information and some music as well. No other festival has generated more vivacious death images than Mexico's Day of the Dead. A combination of pre-Hispanic practices and the Catholic All Souls Day, it's celebrated throughout Latin America from the end of October through the beginning of November. In Mexico, there's an extraordinary burst of creativity and color for this celebration, which centers around the dead who will be returning for just a few hours. In that time, they are joyously received and fed their favorite foods. The spirits of infants and children are said to return first, then the spirits of adults. The streets are full of death commodities and comestibles. There are sugar skulls and sculptures of skeletons caught in the midst of all life's activities, sitting on the toilet, walking a skeletal dog, reading newspapers, getting married. The songs sung at these celebrations are not slow or somber, and El Yoyar, I believe is the pronunciation, from the province of Huasteca is one of the most popular. We're going to hear this one now. This is a beautiful song, El Yoyar. Again, I hope that is pronounced correctly. Also known as The Weeping. The group is Los Camperos de Valles. Here it is on Pandora's Lunchbox.
That's Los Camperos de Valles with a song from the collection Dancing with the Dead. It's a booklet and an, and a CD and everything. It's from Ellipsis Arts. I don't know if that's in print anymore, but if you can find it, it's quite beautiful. Some lovely photographs in this very, very lovely book, all about death and songs of death. Glad to be with you this evening. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, also WCBN.org, Arwolf and Face the Music, coming up at 7. Please, for goodness sake, do listen and keep on listening here. I want to talk a little bit about a Day of the Dead food, pan de muerto, bread of the dead. According to Wikipedia here, it says it's traditionally baked in Mexico during the weeks leading up to the Dia de Muertos, the Days of the Dead. It's a sweetened, soft bread shaped like a bun, often decorated with bone-shaped pieces. The bones represent the one who has gone, and there's normally a baked teardrop on the bread. The bones are in a circle to portray the circle of life. And another very important part, possibly one of the most important parts of the Day of the Dead, is the ofrenda. An ofrenda is a collection of objects meaningful to the deceased and placed on altars as a welcome to those being remembered or honored. They're traditionally decorated with ornate sugar skulls, flowers, favorite foods, mementos, and pictures of the deceased. I did see an ofrenda in Ann Arbor at Chela's, which is on Maple and Liberty, I believe is the cross-section. Chela's, I believe they have an ofrenda there. The Detroit Institute of Arts is showing 28 ofrendas created by local artists from now through this Sunday. The artists will discuss their ofrendas at a public talk this Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Detroit Institute of Arts. So, so much to learn, so much to think about, so much to eat. And we want to talk a little bit about some Halloween-themed events as well. This evening at 7 at Literati Bookstore, The Violin Monster. You may have seen the violin monster on the street in the middle of the summer wearing some fetching summer shorts and the scary mask that he wears, playing some lovely music and howling whenever you drop a dollar into the into the box there. Ann Arbor's favorite werewolf, the violin monster, says Literati, will share spooky tales from his past. Starting this evening at 7, a very special one-night-only event, all ages welcome, says here violin monster, might even need a little bit of help remembering some of his spookier memories. Mm, so that's coming up this evening at 7 at Literati Bookstore. At the Blind Pig tomorrow, Friday, the Halloween band Masquerade is coming up with Scissor Now performing as a daft punk. Mm, not what they say they are, huh? Cyrano Jones performing as Cream, the Wild Savages as ZZ Top, and Lux Doom Porkins performing as Big Black. Scissors now, Scissor Now excuse me, has a very short song called Remembering Olestra from their album Not Now, But Right Now. The lyrics are pretty straightforward. Olestra was kind of scary, wasn't it? Let me see if I can get that going right now. You want to hold on a second? Remembering Olestra. Are you scared to remember? Let's uh, see what happens, huh? Remembering Olestra. We'll be right back. 
truly speaks for itself, remembering Olestra by Scissor Now. Let's wrap it up on Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for listening. I've been Mike, dressed up as Mike for half an hour now. Our Wolf and Face the Music at 7 o'clock, but before we go, here is the Abe Lincoln story, dressed up as the Abe Lincoln story, and Dia de los Muertos. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening for eternity. sounded exactly like Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's just past 7 o'clock and time for Face the Music. I would like to open this evening with a record cut by Duke Ellington and his orchestra in 1928. This is called The Mooch. (laughs) 